Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are back and better than ever with episode 242 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley, sports editor of the Traverse City Record Eagle. Joining me today, James Cook and Jordan Puente. Boys, how are things going as we get to 242 here on the Get Around? Doing good. Doing, Doing well. Good. We're in my comfort zone this this uh, this episode with wrestling. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of wrestling conversation, and we're talking about real wrestling, not the not the fake stuff that I love so much. Yeah, how'd that go Saturday night? So, yeah, how was it? It was an absolute blast. <laughs> I had a wonderful, wonderful time with uh, another great another another great pay per view from the Fed. So quite quite enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, uh, here we are, episode two hundred forty two of the Get Around Podcast. We are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations in Traverse City. They make subs that are freaky fresh. Do it freaky fast because they're Jimmy John's. Freak, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so coming up on the show today, lots of uh, lots of discussion um, uh, around uh, the Kingsley Wrestling Program. We also have uh, Kingsley wrestler Sam Gothels along with uh, Benzie Central's Landon Pangborn uh, coming up a little bit later uh, for our student-athlete interview. We will talk about the, the issue uh, with uh, Kingsley getting robbed, uh, it seems like, of a, a team state finals berth, uh, a, a ruling that happened uh, after the, the final match uh, had concluded. We're also going to play a little local sports Jeopardy for the first time uh, in, in quite a while, I think, probably. Uh, uh, the last time we played, Andrew Rosenthal was still employed with us, and he's been gone now, I think, for coming up on a year. So, so yeah, four categories in that, two, two daily doubles and a final Jeopardy. We'll see uh, how things go with that. Um, but what I did want to discuss is uh, the future draft possibilities. Since we've done uh, so well uh, with our, our girls and boys basketball fantasy drafts, I was thinking we can kind of expand that and uh, maybe move outside. I did kind of like this idea, and I'm going to throw it out there. But I was thinking, uh, and this was only because I, it was a name that I hadn't seen before in Prep Roundup, but it was one that came through. And I was thinking we could do a draft of the most athletic-sounding names of area players. Oh. We could have two. We could have two teams. We could have best names, and then pro athlete-sounding names. Like so, this this kid's name was Andrew Gray, and I'm like, yeah, he sounds like a starting quarterback uh, for the I don't know Indianapolis Colts, and maybe that's just because of Andrew Luck. Um, or Sonny but, Gray, uh, Sonny Gray for the pitcher. Uh, yeah. Yeah, could be could be a pitcher or, or something like that. So um, that would take uh, a little bit of work and research for us to kind of go through and make our own lists and, and pull all that stuff together, but I, I wanted to throw that out there. I do want to do a sports movie draft, and for that I want to bring in our good friend Harrison Beebe. Um, we'll have categories that we have to draft in, and the categories I was thinking of were drama, comedy, and they would do a baseball movie, football, basketball, hockey, miscellaneous so that would include like your, your boxing movies things like that um yeah golf uh you know cycling whatever Short nascar game. any game. anything so you could get you could get your you know your ricky bobby in there if you want yes. um wild card which means you know you could choose any sports movie that you want um sports classic uh, pick an underrated and overrated uh, an Oscar nominee, and then a, a, a sports movie from the 21st century. So it's a lot, but I was just throw, I, I was throwing those out there. Um, we could also do the one. fictional. 
we could do the fictional athlete draft. So any athletes from movies and TV shows uh, try to draft, you know, um, baseball or basketball, uh, football, whatever. Um, and then we can do a, uh, a legends draft from the actual pro uh, athletes or, or maybe even include college as well. But Big those were kind of the ones that I was coming up with because uh, I feel like, you know, this is it's kind of a fun thing. Um, it, I'm a big fan of that. That movie one I'm sounds not so saying, fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, one. yeah. Well, I like we'll it. Plan on doing. We'll plan on doing that, and uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll do the sports movie draft. In a couple of weeks, that'll be the, the next one up, since that seems to have gotten the most support. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was pretty much it. And you guys, feel free to think of drafts as well. Uh, throw them my way because uh, it's. I had a lot of fun with it. I know. I I, I think you guys had fun with it. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Are we still um, doing the logo dra- logo madness? During I still want to do uh, the. I, I want to do that. Um, I just have to get approved. Um, you know, and maybe complaining about this uh, on air will will help. <laughs> but um, they've they've been refusing every time that I've asked to get InDesign on my uh, laptop. They keep refusing because uh, they don't think that I need it. Um, but if we're gonna do if we're gonna do the the, the mascot madness, um, I, I think that I'm gonna need it to design the bracket and everything. So for, we'll, we'll for, see if I can. If I... For some of the newer listeners or newer people who have not been around for that long, what exactly is the uh, logo madness? So we did tournament style thing, you know, like March Madness, like a bracket. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The logos. Yeah. Like, are yeah. we talking about high school logos? Are we talking about yep. pro logos? Oh, yeah. Okay. We're talking about like like the the area, uh, the area mascots or, or logos. Like <clears throat> the the reason that I thought of this was the Lakeshore Badgers. Yep. Um, logo. Yep. Uh, which I think is the is so cool. It is. Um, it, it, it's the it's the SS Badger, which is the the famous car ferry down in, in Ludington. But the front of it it looks like a badger. And it's just, it's so cool. And I went, I mean, that would be my pick to win. I guess, I guess I'm spoiling it now, but we'll leave it up to, we'll leave it up to the audience. Uh, um, yeah, we do Twitter to, polls. To the voters. Oh, yeah. And, okay, then, and awesome. then they move along in the bracket week Got to it. week and we do it yeah. just like March Madness, like Word. like the basketball tournament. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Cool. This is awesome. Yeah. Last awesome. year, last year we did football helmets. I think it right. was. We did who yep. had the coolest football helmet. Uh, before that we did... Uh, we well, did one where we had starch madness, which was uh, potato dishes. Potatoes. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. We did we did sports movie we did sports movie madness. Yeah, um, and, and the best sports had... and the best athletes. I think yeah. we did too. Yeah, we did the we did yeah. the athletes as well. So get some fun uh, stuff Yeah, well, that that's good. Yeah, we'll get moving on that. Uh, so we've got a lot of a lot of good stuff uh, coming up here uh, on the, the get around in, in the next uh, in the next few months. Yeah. Um, so sweet. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the area code game, uh, since we didn't play it last week, let's play it this week. Um, I, I have not ruined it for myself, uh, but, uh, we all knew that 242 was the Bahamas, so we couldn't, we couldn't guess that. We didn't play last week. Nope. And, uh, I figure we'll play, we'll play this week. So for area code 243, what are, what are our guesses? I, I think that I'll just continue with the, uh, Last of Us theme, and since in last night's episode, uh, they made it to Wyoming. I'm just gonna I haven't seen it entire... yet. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> don't, don't spoil it. Well, don't spoil it for me. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't spoil it. I okay. won't spoil it. Um, but 
Yeah, sorry about that. Um, Last time I knew they were still in uh, uh, Kansas City, I think. Or St. Louis? Right. I think it was Kansas City. Kansas City, yes, Kansas City. Um, So. Wow. All right. Well, I'll I'll just say Wyoming. (laughs) You're going at that. (laughs) You want me to go? I can go. I'm going to watch that tonight after after I get home. Uh, (laughs) Enjoy. It's a great episode. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that it is because it's been great every time so far. Yes, it has. Yeah, go ahead. Cool. Uh, well, mine takes place off of Staten Island. Um, I am going. They have renewed their final season. Uh, Wu-Tang American Saga. It's basically the RZA and a few other members of Wu-Tang created a show on Hulu. It's really it's basically about how they became Wu-Tang. So, uh, yeah, right now they're in Staten Island. And, uh, yeah, that's what mine is. Okay, sounds good. We got Wyoming and New York. Uh, I can't remember what the one that last time was. The last time I think they written down for me was Oklahoma. Oh, that's for the Oklahoma was for Tiger King. Yep. So since we know that was wrong for the two four two, because so yeah. it's wrong. It okay. was I'll, the just, Bahamas. I'll, I'll just carry that one over. So okay. I'll just say Oklahoma, right, which, why, is, which was for Tiger why? King, the the right. nonsensical, ridiculous show that everybody binged during the pandemic because there was nothing else to do. There was really nothing else to watch. Good deal. Good deal. All right. Well, with that, with that, we will move into the pulse and get into a little bit of uh, Kingsley wrestling conversation. Uh, James, you showed me the video uh, on Friday and uh, I, I picked up on what was wrong without you even having to tell me. Cause as soon as I saw Sam Gothel's take off his headgear and gently, Toss it to the sidelines. Um, it was fairly quick. I was like, okay, so that must be what the issue is. And that is obviously ridiculous. Uh, I just can't possibly fathom how that would have been an unsportsmanlike conduct, especially given the interpretation of the rules that are so clear. Like, it's, it's clear as day that him, him getting the, the, the winning pin to then put Kingsley up by a point and send the entire Kingsley Stags team to the state finals, and then to have that ripped away by a, by and I'm not going to say ridiculous, an incorrect interpretation of the rule is... It's got to be so painful for that team. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, he, Sam talks about it a decent amount in our interview that's coming up. Um, but yeah, that had to be just been just such a spectrum of emotions to go from you're, you're down five going into that last match, you get a point for or a, a pin in the first period for six points to put yourself up one, and then they take a point away or give the other team a point because of an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which, according to the rules, it's an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty to throw your headgear. But I, but almost everybody that you ask about that will say that the spirit of the rule is that you're supposed to be throwing it in anger or uh, throwing it up in the crowd or you know taunting or anything like that, I, which is obviously not the case in this. He just tossed it to the side, underhand, not hard, just throwing it to a teammate so that he could get his hand raised, um, you know, I, I just didn't, didn't see the big deal. Yeah. Even if you're a stickler for the rules, even if you're someone like, well, 
Those are the rules. He didn't violate the rules. No. That's yeah. the thing here. If Even if you're a stickler for the rules, if you believe that the rules should be followed to the letter of the law, then you have to apply the interpretation to that. And the interpretation of those rules, which is printed out in the MHSAA guidebook. Which you have to pay for, by the way. Officiating guidebook is, is clear that what Sam Gosels did did not constitute an unsportsmanlike uh, penalty uh, point. And I, I know that it's not going to be overturned. James, you, you said this to me on Friday. You said the MHSAA isn't going to overturn this, and you, no, you know. No, just because they never do. I've heard that they, yeah, that Kingsley's appeal was denied, um, so it's not going to get overturned. I've also heard that the referee admitted that it was, was the wrong call. Great. Perfect. That's like, yeah. Anyways, I was going to say. What good does that do anyone? I was going to so say. So the referee, the referee is going to admit it. So does that mean that the MHSAA didn't speak to the officials? Because if the if the MHSAA is denying this after the uh, an official is wow, I there's a lot. There is well, a, I think an absolute lot. It, well, it's just it's just like what the NFL does, where they issue a statement like on Tuesday saying, uh, yeah, there was a we we botched a call at the end of this game that might have changed the result, but we're not going to change the result. So then, what is the point of having a what is the point of having um, a, a process to file a grievance or file a dispute? What what's the point if if, if there, if there isn't there's none. The, there isn't because just like I said, they're never going to change that because no. it's a bad. It, it would be in in their opinion, it would be a bad precedent. And everybody would just start challenging everything. Yeah. So no, you know what a bad precedent is. You know what a bad precedent is is the precedent that was set. Uh, yeah. Yeah. During that meet of having the the coaches or parents or whoever mm-hmm. go up after the the results were maybe not made official, but the unofficial results came through, and trophies were getting ready to be handed out, uh, medals were getting ready to be handed out. That's the precedent that shouldn't be set here. Have you ever seen? That's the wrong oh, yeah. precedent. Yeah, there's there's multiple precedents here. Yeah, Have but, you ever but seen the MHSA any... has long had a precedent that they, as far as I know, they've never changed the outcome of something, <laughs> including that. What was it? A year or two ago in the cross country finals, where they DQ'd the kid who won because he, in celebration after he crossed the finish line, swore. Really? Seriously? And they DQ'd him. No. No, like the kid who won this the state takes... title in cross country got DQ'd no. because in celebration he wasn't taunting anybody. He was just celebrating after he crossed the finish line and swore, and they any any took sport, it away. Any athletes listening? Yeah. celebrate after, just away from. And apparently, this headgear just... thing happened once, I think, last year, and sort of cost a team a similar thing. But I so this happened. But I but I think that that was a little bit more towards the letter or the, the spirit of the law or rule where it was somebody throwing it in celebration, not just handing it to a teammate. Yeah, yeah I'm like, I'm surprisingly worked up about this. I am like, too. I'm, I told James, I was like, I'm, this le- is... I'm legitimately upset. I, I, this is, it's, it's so wrong. And the fact that the process to correct this wrong is, is being ignored and, and not, uh, I mean, it's of zero use. It's of zero use. Um, mm-hmm. someone, and I think it's me, will be right. I'm going to write another column. <laughs> if in fact, if in fact the MHSAA just went, eh, 
no, sorry, nothing we can do. Then there's there's no point of having any sort of uh, check and balance, um, and absolutely ridiculous. That's my final thought because mm-hmm. if I keep talking about it, I'm gonna have a heart attack. Mm-hmm. I will say, yeah, and I'm not saying it's a good precedent or anything like that. I'm no. just saying that's it is what it is. And when they said they were appealing it, I'm like, well, that's that's cool. But <laughs> I will say for the they're listeners, not gonna do anything. I would say for the listeners when they listen to the interviews, just listen to how he speaks about it because he's very he it's he has more he has more uh, restraint than us three sitting here talking well, about I this. Have, yeah. So for I give sure. him that. Oh, yeah. I give I'm him surprised that. I'm. I don't know if I don't know if I've sworn through this. <laughs> I, when I go back and listen, I have to make sure that I haven't uh, said any any curse words. But um, just know that uh, deep down inside, I am. I feel for MF and left and right. <laughs> I feel for so. kid, dude. <laughs> All right, you guys have any other final thoughts on that, or should we move on to uh, local sports jeopardy? Let's just move on. There's no, we're not changing any outcomes by just going on and on and on. All right. <laughs> well, with that, let's get into the first 2023 local sports jeopardy. This. Is Jeopardy. All right, let's uh, let us get into Jeopardy. I'm your host, Brendan Queeley. Our contestants today are James Cook and Jordan Puente. Four categories: two daily doubles, one final Jeopardy question or clue. Categories go uh, two hundred. Uh, to 1,000, so there's 200, 400, 600, and 800, and 1,000. So we have uh, multi-sport initials. Uh, I will give you the school, the two sports, and the athlete's initials. You have to tell me who that athlete is. Make sure that you answer in the form of a question. If you don't, you will not get credit. Uh, And then for name that conference, I will give you teams from a conference. You have to name the conference. Cool. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for matching mascots, uh, pretty easy. Uh, I'll give you the mascots, and you tell me the schools that are associated with said mascots. And then recent champions, fairly self-explanatory. I will give a clue about a recent uh, champion, and you will provide that a recent local champion, and you will provide uh, the answer to that in the form of a question. And then we will get to final jeopardy. At the end, you will make a wager uh, based on how much money you have left. And then we will decide the winner after that. James will pick the first category and get us started. So, again, we've got multi-sport initials, name that conference, uh, recent champions, and matching mascots. Uh, I go with mascots. For how much, James? Uh, We'll just start with the 200. Okay. The Eagles... And the Eagles. Uh, James. Or, yes. I guess a Cook, I guess, is what we're doing. Right. Uh, Lake Lelona, St. Mary, and Bel Air. Who are Lake Lelona, St. Mary, and Bel Air? Oh. That is correct. So James is at I was about to say, I was like, hey, man, you forgot to say what is, dude. <laughs> Who are? There you go. That works, too. James has $200 and the board. Okay, we'll just keep going with mascots for 400 the Ramblers and the Ramblers. My goodness. Cook. Yep. Uh, McBain and Boyne City. Who are McBain and Boyne City? I'm still. I gotta get in my. I gotta get in my Jeopardy. 
I gotta get my, my question mode. Hey, hey man. James, James. We'll just keep going up James. to the mascots one. You have, you have All right, 600. James up to 600. All right, uh, for 600 and matching mascots, the Comets and the Comets. Come on, Jordan, I'll let you have one. No, man, this is your question, dude. Uh, okay. All right. I'll, I'll say it. James is rolling. Uh, the uh, McBain Northern Michigan. Who is McBain Northern Michigan, Christian, and Leland? That is correct. You're James up to 1,200. <laughs> rolling right now. He's breezy. 800. Same thing. Okay, matching mascots for 800. The Sabres and the Sabres. They spell them different ways, Jordan. Come on. Come on. The Sabres and, and the Sabres. The Sabres and the Sabres. This is your question, dude. Okay. Do I have to say my name? I guess. Cook. Just go ahead, James. Yeah, we got uh, you. <laughs> who are Manistee Catholic, Central, and Traverse City Christian? That is correct. Up to two grand. Woo. We'll See, grand you know here. what? And, and, and Jordan, even though you're not winning right now, you're learning, buddy, because this is a lot of good... Uh, a lot of good right now. Okay. Uh, good trivia James. stuff for you. So we'll go for a thousand. All right. That is the daily double, the first of two daily doubles here in the four rounds that we have, or the four categories, I should say. Uh, James, you can wager up to $2,000. Oh, I'll go for it. Go on in. All right. Going for the true daily Slide double all the chips in, in. Match, in matching mascots. The Trojans. The Trojans and the Trojans. Yeah, so I gotta go all three, right? Correct. Okay. Who are Lake City, Central Lake, and Traverse City Central? That is correct. James up to four. So long, man. Like, what is this, dude? Okay. All right, so matching mascots is done, and James runs the category. Where are we going next? I'll do the initials, and I'm just going to let Jordan answer No, 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 man. This is all you, dude. This is all you. Let's see how, let's no, see how no, much no. you know. No. Now, you know what? Let's see how much you know. There you go. That's... I'm just curious uh, about multi- the multi-sport initials and how this goes, so I'll take that one for Multi-sport. 200. Okay. Uh, multi-sport initials for 200. Elk Rapids. Soccer. Basketball. S.B. You've got to be kidding me! With you know, this. you know this one. Yeah, of course I do. This, this is a question, though. No, but whoever this answers is it first, go. Yeah, Jordan, you get to ring in. Puente, Jordan, Jordan. What is Spencer what Ball, Elk Rapids? There we go. Two hundred for Jordan. He is on the board. But right, I'm gonna go. I'm switching it up. I'm going name that conference okay. for two hundred. Name that conference for two hundred. Traverse City Central, Traverse City West for football. Big North, baby! Minus 200 for Jordan. Yeah. Isn't it North? Isn't that Big North? Not in football. Trick question. Why are they? Well, they're not in Big football. North for football. In what football, are they, Northwest? In football, what is the Saginaw Valley League? That oh, is they correct. switched. This is, man, hey, didn't I say it. Hey, I got one. A hey, I got one. You didn't say it as a question. What is? Hey, I got one. I got one. So <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> We'll, we'll keep you with the 200 bucks, Jordan. Don't no, worry. no, no, no. Let's play. All right, where, where are we going next? Let's just, just keep the conference for 400 bucks. <laughs> Harbor Springs. Jordan. JP. Ponte. <laughs> yes. three Harbor times. Springs. What is the Northwest, Con- Northwest Conference? Incorrect, my friend. I'm what? sorry. Oh, my goodness. 
James, you have a chance here to steal? Yeah. Uh, what is the Lake Michigan Conference? That is correct. Up to forty six hundred dollars now, it's James. A great day. <laughs> All right, where are we going? Where are we going next? Day, man. We'll stay in the same one for six hundred. <laughs> for uh, for six hundred. Here's a tough one. Boyne Falls. Oh, Cook. What is the yeah. Northern Light or Northern Lakes Conference? That is correct. All right. I would have never known that one. <laughs> I would have said something to, else. Wait, what's up the fifty two hundred? Okay, we'll go. Right, where are we going? We'll go eight hundred for the conference again. All right, Manistee Catholic Central. Oh, oh, Ponte, Ponte. Yes. What is West Michigan D Conference? Very good. Hundred bucks. Thanks, All right, man. he's on the plus side. All right, from there, where are we going? Uh, we already did matching mascots, right? Yeah, we're all the way through that one. That one's yeah. You know what? I wanna I wanna try it out. Let's do multi sports initials for four hundred. Okay. Sutton's Bay, Lake Lelanau, St. Mary, football, basketball, SB. Cook. Who is Sean yeah. Bramer? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah. Up to fifty six hundred for James. All right, where are we going? Uh, let's go back to the conference for eight hundred. You mean 1,000? We already did. We did 800? Okay, 1,000 then. Yeah. Yep. Manistee. They just changed conferences, and I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> no one I'm going to take a guess. Jordan, uh, yep. what is what is West Michigan D? Oh, so close. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm not going to lose my money. Okay. They used to be in the Lakes 8, but then they changed conferences to something that I can't remember. It's got divisions. It is, like now the the West, it is now the West Michigan Lakes. Oh, yeah. my yes, the West Michigan. Yeah, it's the West Michigan Conference Lakes Division, actually, but we just call it the West Michigan Lakes. Mm-hmm. So, all right, so we're done with Name That Conference. Uh, we've got six, eight, and a thousand left in multi sport initials, and we have all of recent champions to go. <laughs> so, uh, James, you're still picking. I'm still picking. Um, okay, yeah, you were, okay, we'll go yeah, champions for 200. Let's do it. Recent champions for 200. This group of North or, of Northwoods batsmen took home the league championship in its first year of existence. James or Cook, I guess. Yes. Who are the Pittsburghers? The Traverse City Pittsburghers. That is correct. Up to fifty-eight hundred dollars for James. I like that one. Uh, next category. Or, or Four, yeah, we'll just go right up it. 400. All right. Uh, the multi-track state champion and four-time cross-country state champion that hails from Benzie Central. Jordan, what is yeah. Benzie Central's finest Hunter Jones? All right. You are now back to zero dollars. Yeah, Jordan. man. I even now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never been so excited in my life. All, All right. right. Uh, where are we going? Let's try out uh, multi-sports initials for 600. Boyne City, volleyball, basketball, M D. Jordan, what is Morgan Deming? Very good. Up to six hundred for Jordan. All right, next. Eight hundred for multi sports initials. Traverse City, Saint Francis, football, hockey, G H. Oh, Jordan, what is uh last name is Hardy? John. John uh, uh, I just know the last name is Hardy. John Hardy? Nope. Incorrect. <laughs> nope. So, okay. Uh, who is Garrett Hathaway? 
that coach is gonna correct. message that coach is messaging me on the spot saying you messed again. <laughs> yeah, he's right. didn't you mess up, up Hardy 60. and his right Braymeyer yes. or something? Yeah. <clears throat> so the two Drews. You got uh, James. You currently have a six thousand dollar lead. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're doing okay. Uh, I'll do this uh, initials for a thousand. Okay. Frankfurt football basketball XS. Jordan Stevenson. Sean Stevenson. No. Nope. Lesson of Stevenson. No. Nope. Who is Xander Sauer? That is correct. Did I just Stevenson? Nick Stevenson does oh, play basketball. Oh, and as I didn't hear that. Okay. He does. Excess. Excess. Yeah. Not N. Yeah. I'm All right. So man. we're done with multi-sport initials. Uh, we're done with name that conference. We only have uh, three left in recent champions. Yep. Champions for six hundred. This squad collected its third straight volleyball regional championship in twenty twenty two, making its first trip to the state championship match in Battle Creek where they lost to Northville. Jordan, what is Cadillac Vikings? All right. There we go. That is correct. 1200 bucks for Jordan. Where would you like to go? To 800 or uh, 1000 You know what? I you got, got 50-50 getting a daily double. I got nothing to lose. Let's yep. go 1000 Well, not the daily double. I got nothing uh, to lose. <laughs> so, uh, for, uh, for 1000 he was the record Eagles' first three-point champion in the basketball classic, as well as the boys' game MVP. Cook. Uh, who is Nate Childers? Very good. Up to $8,600 for James. All right, and James that, James, that means you get our final clue, which is <laughs> the Daily Double. You can bet... From zero to eighty-six hundred dollars. You gonna go all in? I'll I'll, I'll bet one dollar. Oh my goodness! Oh, price is right. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, no. for one dollar. For a dollar. <laughs> for one dollar, this Traverse City St. Francis Gladiator helped the tennis program to a team championship as a freshman, and then won a singles title as a sophomore, earning him Record Eagle Player of the Year honors in 2022. God, I'm gonna space on this. Tennis seems so long ago, doesn't it? I literally it? interviewed him. It was the fall, man. I, mean, I know. Yeah, it, I literally every, interviewed him. Everything them. seems a long time ago. I know. I didn't do the tennis team for, for tennis. You, you want to steal a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you give eight hundred. If he gets it, he gets eight hundred. Right? Positives. If he gets it, he gets eight hundred. If he gets it, he can get eight hundred. Yeah. yeah. If he gets it, I'll give him eight hundred. Go for it. I know he's a sophomore. He has a brother. Uh, I can't think of it. It's not coming in my mind. Oh. All right, well, we'll I'll, I'll give you guys the answer. Who is Owen Jackson? Yeah. That's Owen rough. Jackson. That's rough right there. All right, uh, James, you finish the round with $8,600. Jordan, you had $1,200. Uh, Jordan, you can wager up to $2,000 on Final Jeopardy. James, you can wager up to $8,600, uh, or I should say... Eight thousand seven hundred or eight thousand five hundred ninety nine. You can go all in, dude. So uh, that's where you're at. Eight thousand five hundred ninety nine. For getting that one wrong, the category for Final Jeopardy is famous before and after. So if you guys don't know how the before and after category works, um, so it would be uh, the. Titans hail from this school 
while also being a uh, famous uh, hail from this school, which is famous for its battle between the Sharks and the Jets. So it would be Traverse City West Side Story. What? Right, kind of, mm. kind of dumb. Okay, gotcha. you're combining gotcha. two, you're combining two things into into one answer. I'll have some leeway on this, obviously. <clears throat> um, Do we have to write down how much we're betting? You have to write down how much you're betting um, for this for this category. So so it's famous before and after. If you guys, uh, I can try to come up with another. Another one here, uh, unless you guys kind of understand. I get what it. I'm, it's yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Wheel of Fortune before and after. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So when you've got your wagers, just let me know, and I will give you time to think about two thousand. All right, he's going for two grand. Uh, <laughs> going all in. What do I have to lose, right. dude? Be in the uh, James, you're going. James is going with the buck. One dollar again. Is, uh, I can't wait. James is getting man. The, Come on. James dude. is getting the win no matter what. Honestly. Okay. Honestly. So I should have just wrote down comes down to this. I should have just wrote down pass. <laughs> <laughs> so in the category famous before and after of local sports jeopardy. The clue is the NBA's all time leading scorer who was just named Traverse City West varsity football coach. The NBA's all-time leading scorer. Okay. Write it down. Yes. Yeah. Write it down. The NBA's all-time leading scorer, who was just named the Traverse City West varsity football coach. And then just let me know when you guys got it. Okay. I'm. I'm ready. Need a pen? No, but I'm gonna have no luck on this though. So. Uh, do you know who the uh, all-time leading scorer is for the NBA? Oh, I do. All right. Do you know who the new Traverse City West football coach is? Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I know his. All right. Then he just lost two thousand dollars. This is going to be very. All right. You know what? Yes, James, you are correct. The answer is who is LeBron James Wagner? Oh, I got that. Okay, now I get the concept of that. Got it. Yeah, same thing he should be the, for both, yeah. Who is LeBron James yeah. Wagner? Oh, so LeBron James, of course, of is the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Yep. And James Wagner is, of course, the varsity football coach for Traverse City West. So James gets his dollar back and finishes with $8,600. Jordan, Jordan loses $2,000 and ends up with a negative 800 <laughs> uh, a, a strong showing for the. That's like a, that's like a Sean a, Connery score. It is so Celebrity Jeopardy. What this, what this, yeah, what this says to Jordan is, uh, uh, spend a little more time reading the newspaper. That's the best I can tell you, and you'll, and and really, you've only been here for a few months, uh, so it'll it, it takes some time to, to to know all these things. I tried to make it somewhat easy. Um, a lot of yeah, the names kind of familiar. Recent, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the names are familiar. It's just being able to do that on the spot. So, Obviously. all right. Well, that it'll come easier next time. Wraps. Yeah. There you go. Yes, it will. Yeah. That that'll wrap up uh, the first of the 2023 local sports jeopardies. I'm sure we'll do that a couple more times throughout the year. It's always fun. Uh, I always enjoy it. I hope you guys did as well. Uh, but with that now being concluded, let's get into the interview 
with uh, Benzie Central wrestler Landon Pangborn as well as Kingsley wrestler Sam Gothels. To get around podcast is happy to bring on a pair of, tra- of uh, wrestlers this week. We've got Benzie Central's Landon Pangborn. Hello. And Kingsley's Sam Gothels. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Now, uh, both of your guys' teams had very, very good weeks this week in the, uh, in the team regionals and the, in the uh, individual regionals in particular. Both of you guys had 10 players go through to states. Uh, is, that, is that like the most in history for Benzie? Yeah, for Benzie, that's the most. Um, we also had a girl who just went through on the week uh, Sunday too, so we have eleven now, so that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And ten for Kingsley is pretty good. I know, I know, you guys on the on the regular are getting quite a few through, but ten's still a pretty good number, right? Oh uh, yeah, ten's the most that we've ever had too. So. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty nice uh, representation for the conference. I mean, it's a different conference in wrestling, obviously, but for two Northwest Conference teams, that's pretty. Pretty nice to be putting twenty people in the at Ford Field. How how exciting is it to to take that many guys from from a school like Kingsley to the state finals? Uh, it's super exciting. Um, so after so I remember after we got everyone through, all our lighter weights that have never been before are super excited. They're jumping up and down, and everyone was just great mood. Mm-hmm. Landon, how about you guys with the uh, with Benzie? I mean, just to talk. I guess first talk about the individual regionals and how, yeah. how that kind of went for you guys you well you won your weight class at 132 yep. and you got nine other people through plus plus Cambry yeah it was it was awesome I mean we were all super excited it's always been like the goal to get a ton of us through to be successful as a team but like individually it was really cool having so many people go through it was a bummer that a few of our guys didn't make it but I feel like they can make it next year and the following years so mm-hmm. it'd be really awesome yeah um yeah and talk a little bit about about the the team getting through there first time ever how, at the beginning of the season how much of a was the talk about that about actually doing that it, I guess it's not just been like this season it's been like a goal for like the last few years just like we want to go to team states like our final goal is team states like I remember talking about it as a freshman too all the way up mm-hmm. through here so finally like getting to team states is like a dream come true not mm-hmm. for me just for me but like for the rest of the team and for our coaches too because they've always wanted us to succeed and get to the t- state finals so mm-hmm. yeah. and and first time in the in program history that's yeah. that's got to be really cool it's got to be cool to be kind of be part of a of a history making moment like that yeah. it seems like you guys have a pretty good the team has a pretty good bond and and your the energy on your bench is always pretty good yeah, yeah and your guys matches pushing a lot of energy it really helps get the momentum going and the matches and stuff and just helps us perform better i feel like honestly mm-hmm. okay um and then so sam you come from a, a big wrestling family kind of right i mean you, you, your brother wrestles i think do you have another brother that wrestles too oh uh, yep I'll, so i have three brothers that wrestle okay okay so what is it like at home then um it's always a match at home so we're always fighting with each other mm-hmm. 
going at each other. It's all it's all fun though. So, mm-hmm. what's the preferred room <laughs> that the match is happening? <laughs> Anywhere, like we'll just go start going at at it in the kitchen over food and stuff. Just <laughs> anywhere. Who has the advantage? <laughs> Me. I'm hey. the biggest one. So, out of boy. Nice. You bigger than your dad? Not yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But can you take him? You take him now? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Um, I mean, obviously the the big thing is your guys' team regionals up in Gladstone. Um, a lot lots been said online about it and everything. But <laughs> what what after now, kind of the the air is kind of cleared and stuff. What did, what are your thoughts on that? So it's definitely disappointing that we aren't going to be going there. But we have ten guys that are going to states individually, so it's still awesome that our team gets to travel together. We just have to move on from it. Mm-hmm. What was it like, just the range of emotions with from going to getting a first-period pin to give your team the win and then having the referee make that decision? So I was super excited, and then, then the referee started talking, and I got a little down, and then I, w- I ended up hugging my mom in the corner and just crying on her, so... Mm-hmm. Damn. I mean, what, so what was the what was the team's reaction? After I got the pen, they stood up, jumping with joy, and then mm-hmm. as soon as they started talking about it, everyone's sitting there in shock, like, no way they're actually going to change this. And then they did it, and everyone was super down on themselves. Like, everyone was super upset. We all went in the locker room and just weren't feeling it. Yeah. And so, so I read a whole bunch of the comments, you know, on the Michigan Grappler video, um, and I think your mom posted a video, which is I think the same video, right? Yep. That was on Michigan Grappler. I mean, and that kind of went crazy. I mean, that had last I looked, it was like sixteen thousand views of the of the video and everything, and hundreds and hundreds, like almost four hundred comments and stuff. Did, had, did you did you read that stuff? Oh uh, yeah, I was on there a little bit reading. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't post anything on there didn't want to get caught up in it but Mm -hmm. i was looking through seeing what people were saying about it yeah what did you take away from that a lot of people agreed with us some people disagreed but that's going to happen but i I yeah i mean i think the interpretation of the rule is pretty clear the interpretation that they put on there that that handing your headgear to your teammate is not a penalty yeah i saw that one and i was like oh and then I don't know. It's not getting changed, so just got to move on. Yeah. And then I heard Gladstone pretty started acting or kind of celebrating quite a bit after the yes. after it was changed. Yeah, so their coach originally came over, started saying something to the referee. After it got changed, he goes out to the middle of the mat, raises his arms up, and gets everyone hyped up. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess part of that had to do with that they were at home, so I guess he had to. To celebrate, yeah, probably had some pressure on him and stuff, but it still seems a little, a little weird. Yep. To, to win that way and then celebrate it. Uh, have you ever seen anything happen like that in a match, Landon? Like <laughs> a, a a match that's basically a, a meet that's already done, a, a penalty flipped. flips the decision. No, I haven't really had any personal experience with it. Yeah. Like, what would have been your reaction if <laughs> if that was you? If I if I were the one getting the penalty against, or yeah, yeah it gets I'd be I'd be kind of ticked, honestly. But I can't really say much. I 
didn't really experience it. So yeah. I don't have an opinion on it. How, like outside of Kingsley, how much are people talking about it? A decent amount, but not yeah. too much. I, I personally don't know much about it at all, so I can't really provide an opinion. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was, it was I guess, he I, it was a bad call, I guess. All right. You seem humble. Like, you know, like, what happened is very, like, it's not right. But you said it before, like, you can't really change anything. Whatever happens, happens. Like, you read all this stuff. Like, you know there's people that are against it. You know there's people that are with you. But at the end of the day, the decision happened. And you already have seemed to kind of live with it. Where does that come from? Is that something that you were brought up with? Or is it just something that, you know, deep down, like, no matter how much I rage on about this like nothing's gonna change yeah so i realized um i don't want to make my school look bad by going out just saying bad stuff on the internet or anything yeah. and my parents raised me to be just humble about stuff so especially in this era like where you guys are growing up again with social media it's so easy to open up your phone hop on twitter facebook tiktok whatever it is and just rant it's so easy to do that now especially in sports a lot of people do that so for you to kind of just sit back let everyone else talk and you just be yourself and go about your day that's that's the shows the bigger person that you are than what most people probably us here sitting watching you talk about all this as it just happened like less than a week ago so i commend you for that so thank you yeah. I probably wouldn't have taken it as well. Exactly. I wouldn't have either. And I was telling him the same thing. I was like, dude, I would be so livid. Like, we were going back and forth. Like, we were both pissed about it. And we're not even in your shoes. Like, that's the difference. Like, we're not in your shoes. And we're pissed for you. But we understand, like, it's you. So you're, you're, you're a better person than both of us at this point. So we commend you for that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so what has been, what has been, like, the, the, show of emotion that you've seen of somebody else at a wrestling match like like have you seen just somebody just go crazy after him after a match you don't have to say who they are or where they're from or anything like that maybe just just what happened like so i've seen it on both sides so losing and winning matches yeah winning big matches i've seen kids spike their headgear throw it all over hit backflips on the mat um losing i saw a kid this past weekend just Right after he lost, it was his last match of the season. Just ran off the mat, didn't even shake the kid's hand. I've seen kids throw their f headgear in anger and stuff. I've mm -hmm. seen all of it. I can't remember if I threw ever threw my headgear when I wrestled, but I, I would be willing to bet that I probably did. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know if you read that uh, that column that I wrote over the weekend, but there was one match that I lost at a tournament in Cedar Springs, and uh, I was so mad that I lost to this kid that I didn't think I should have lost to. And uh, I went into the locker room and, like, ripped a towel bar off the wall. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. Goodness, I was just, oh, I was so livid that I lost to this kid. It was like He was like a freshman, but he was, like, undefeated oh, and everything. Was, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to beat this kid. And then, <clears throat> and then I think, and then I got him back, though. I beat him in districts. There you go. You know, there's always redemption always happens. Yeah, I have teammates that will punch lockers, stuff like that, but I don't. Doing that, I, I've I've seen that stuff. Yeah, punching punching locker room. That like hurting yourself doesn't seem yeah, like a good way to. Like it would hurt your fist, so. <clears throat> Yeah, you ever seen that any, stuff? I didn't do. You ever seen anything crazy like that at all? Like, well, people just throwing ape just to after a win or after a loss or. Yeah, I, I've seen a few people do some crazy stuff after um, wins and losses, but not like horrible, horrible like. <laughs> Like really unsportsmanlike, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Sam said, like, I've seen some people do some pretty cool stunts, like a backflip, seen a backflip. And, uh, backflip would be pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, but not Maybe. much other than that. Again, Maybe. I'm not going to do anything after a match to hurt myself, so yeah. I wouldn't try a backflip. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> There's no way I pull it off. Yeah. Can you guys do backflips? Yeah. Like, on a match? Or, yeah. like, at a, like, because it's easier to do one on, when you're diving in a pool. Like, people yeah, can do that, I can, right? on, I can do it on a mat. Okay, there you go. And it seemed better to do it on the mat because you got yeah, some cushion. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. If you're going to try it anywhere, try it in the wrestling mat. Have you ever actually done it after a match, though? No, I'm not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I try to stay pretty controlled. I keep, I personally, I keep my head gear on. Calm and collected? Stay calm and collected. There you go. Don't do anything and then get off the mat. <laughs> yeah. And then go ahead and, there you go. Yeah. But yeah. I try to stay calm. I mean, technically, against the rules, there's nothing saying that you have to keep your headgear on. No, right there's the match, nothing. Right? But I just there's nothing that I found. Yeah, but I just try to prevent anything from going in a negative direction for me or for the team. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. I just do my best to stay calm and collected. Yeah. Well, that's another weird thing. Is is uh, you know, I saw somebody making a point. They're like, you know, no, no kid reads the entire rule book. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I'm like, I never did either. Uh, you know, and now it's even harder to because it's like you have to subscribe to the NFHS app and then buy the rule book. Really? Even yeah. if you're a wrestler? Even yeah. if you're like a that's wrestler? Why, that's why I had, I don't have a copy of the rule book myself. I'd have to subscribe and pay for it. That's why I had to ask, I had to text around and ask coaches for screenshots of the appropriate rules for that column. That's wild. <laughs> the same goes, does, does the same go for all sports? Or I think, just I think the NFH, NFHS ones, yeah. Like, I couldn't even... You used to be able to... You could find them on, like, the MHSAA website. They would just have it posted. But that's not the case anymore because the NFHS, I think, kind of shut that down because they want... They need the money to selling the rule books. Okay. <laughs> so it's, like, harder to find the rules even. Um, I imagine your coaches have, obviously, copies <laughs> of the of the rules and stuff, but it's like... Especially if they change you get, it, like, every How year? much do you run into that where, where people just don't know what the rules are? I imagine that's in, in every sport. It's a lot of refing stuff because you get a lot of new refs too, a lot of inexperienced refs mm-hmm. that haven't really been around wrestling, so there's some issues sometimes, but the coach, my coaches are pretty well knowledgeable of the current rules, which could change yearly, so mm-hmm. it's not a big issue. Yeah. What, I mean, have you guys had other things where you've run into that and you've just been like, I didn't know that was a rule? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I personally have, but a few of my, my coaches are most likely to know it, but... As me, like sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense, or like, oh, it's a bad call, and the ref will call certain rules being new or just something that I never knew. So it's just or or referee who's like a really really big stickler. Yeah, yeah. Like that makes you reposition before, <laughs> you know. They're like, uh, you're on the right spot on the elbow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this this weekend, I I had my knee on the guy's butt in referee's position, and I guess I he told me that I couldn't start with my knee on his butt, which was weird because I've always had my knee pressure <laughs> on his butt. Like, uh-huh. so it's just kind of weird that I couldn't do that. All of a sudden. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. All of a sudden. Like, oh, okay, my bad. Yeah. Like, my bad. I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I think it was during your match, I was talking to one of the other guys that was there covering it, and one of the guys started the, the match from the, the optional start, yep. you know, with the hands on the back and everything like that. And I, I turned to the other guy, and I'm like, whenever anybody did that against me, I was like, oh, crap, I, this is not good. <laughs> this, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> how many? How many? How much do you see that at the optional start? Uh, not very often, but when you see like a certain kid do it, he typically always does it. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're like, oh, I know that kid. He do- oh, he always does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. rare. Do you have people on your teams that use it? Um, no, not 
maybe once or twice, but not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one on my team really uses it. Um, we'll use it in practice sometimes when we're just drilling it or mm-hmm. going live, and we'll use it to just get down on them, but mm-hmm. never in a match. Yeah. I guess for our, for the listeners, the optional, the regular start is where you have to put a hand on the elbow, and then the other hand on the on the stomach, and you know, and start from there. And then the optional start is where you just basically put two of your hands, like in a diamond formation, on the person's back, and then when the whistle goes, you can do whatever you want. So most of the time, when in high school, when I had somebody do that, they were just going to let you up. Yeah. Because they, they wanted to give you the escape and then take you down again. Yeah. What a lot of my teammates do is they'll just do. Show their hands as a neutral, and the, it's one point escape. And I think you can, yeah, I think you can do that. Back when I wrestled, which was ancient, uh, the, the, I don't think they had that option. Yeah, yeah, you actually, they actually had to let the person up and let them get their escape and everything. But uh, yeah, um, what are some of the other aspects of wrestling that you that you think that the normal people who are watching don't get what the rules are, don't understand what's going on, or what you're doing? It seems to be one of those sports, kind of like volleyball, I think, too, where the the fans think they know what's going on most of the time, but they yeah. don't kind of really know the strategy and what's ultimately going on. So a lot of the point system, I don't think the fans understand, like yeah. just how points are given and back <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, and like imi- and the difference between like regular near fall and imminent near fall and all the yep. <laughs> all those technicalities and everything. Yeah. And I think uh, some of them don't even, I think, you know, difference between escape and reversal. Yeah. To an extent. Yep. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Do you run into that a lot at at matches? Uh, Just just where, you know, mom and dad are in the stands and they they weren't wrestlers themselves, so they don't know really what the rules are. Well, my dad grew up a wrestler. Not your mom and dad. I'm saying just Uh, in in general. general. Just in general. (laughs) Moms and dads in the crowds. Sometimes yeah. there's that occasional mom or dad that'll freak out on the incorrect call or what they feel is incorrect, but that's it's not really a big deal. I feel like it's kind of just you wrestling. Mm-hmm. You don't really have to worry about people in the crowd, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So you wrestle at 132 pounds. Uh, Sam, you wrestle at 190 normally. Sometimes you bump up to 215. Um <laughs> <laughs> so you had you had to lose a whole bunch of weight to make 132. You said yeah, right? Yeah, decent amount. Yeah. Uh, how how do you generally go about doing that? I mean, because there, there's there's restrictions on how much weight you can lose now and and all that. So what's what's the the kind of the, your preferred method of losing a couple pounds here or there to be able to make weight? Um, it's a lot of it is like fluids. So fluids aren't really hard to get off, honestly. I try to typically stay just around a few pounds over, so I'm feeling healthy during practice, not drained, so I don't like to be, like, on weight all the time. But sometimes I'll come in, like, maybe on Monday I'll be, like, 138, and I'm, like, happy with that because Wednesday I'll have to be 134. So, like, it's not horrible, but, yeah, it's, like, fluids. Last day, like, day before, I try to limit my water intake a lot so that I'm not, like, super heavy, try to limit my food a little bit. I had a diet a lot different because, I mean, Obviously, before season, I was pretty heavy, so I diet completely different now. So, yeah. You notice a difference from experience from when you first started wrestling to now, as far as what you've been able to learn? From, oh. like, cause you mentioned dieting and all that. Yeah, stuff. nutrition, diet, that takes care a lot. Yourself. That takes a lot of mental just to be able to yeah. stay on task with that. What have you been able to learn from that whole process? Um, 
I mean, this is a lot of discipline, I guess. Yeah. Like, I've learned to become disciplined because last year, I was, I was kind of lazy with my diet last year. Wrestled 140. I don't know. I just was always like, oh, I, I think I'm good for dinner. Like, I'll, I'll be fine. And then an hour later, I'm like, oh, I'll have a bowl of cereal. And, like, that is what saved me this year because I'm not, like, eating constantly. So, like, I've noticed a difference in my my ability to, like, lose or cut weight. So. What about you? Like, are you in that same boat as far as, like, knowing you're somewhat over? And then by the time it gets to, like, weigh-ins, like... See, he didn't have to lose down. weight. He's, like, yeah, uh, right I'm like on. eight pounds under every single week. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I never have to Is cut. that something that you've always been since you first started, or is it just something that you picked up and So, learned? my freshman year, I was right on weight for 160, okay. and then sophomore, junior year, I wrestled 189, so I was eight pounds under then, and now I'm wrestling 190, so I'm still eight pounds Did under. Did you grow at all, too, like, during that whole process as well? Like, as far as, like, a growth I might have grown, like, an inch throughout high school, but oh wow, okay. yeah, I haven't grown much. Yeah, well, I mean, you play football during the fall, so that probably keeps some yeah. some weight off. Yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> be active <laughs> there and everything. Um, I know when I was uh, when I wrestled for a couple years, I didn't have to lose weight either, and like the guys on the team would give me crap about it all the time. Like at, like at lunch, they're like, "Oh yeah, look, he he's he can have actual lunch." <laughs> <laughs> Just give me crap. No. <laughs> Do you ever see that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> see that a lot um i don't know it's some people eat a ton like uh we have a few people on our team that eat a lot and they'll still be i don't know six, like six to eight pounds under okay a day or a few days before and then <laughs> it's like night before i'm like not eating anything for dinner and then they're like eating the whole chinese buffet so like it's, it's, it's like so after so after season is it typically like you like a cheat eating cheat days or are you still back to your like discipline oh. wanting to be a certain way because i mean you i mean once that gets to that point when season's over like do you ever like have like a day where you're like i am just gonna i'm just gonna pick out and just eat yeah yeah i give myself <laughs> about a week or two just to kind of like <laughs> not like eat complete junk but eat like a yeah i know what you mean yeah, yeah, food, yeah that's like, what i mean just like let loose a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. um but yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know i can't you, go too crazy though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah but are you looking to keep so, wrestling after high school? Uh, possibly. Not totally sure yet. I need to see where my options are, but mm-hmm. it's definitely an option. Yeah. I definitely want to do it on scholarship rather than just kind of doing it. Walking walk on. on. Yeah, walk on. Yeah. Just how about, how about you, Sam? Um, so I've had a few opportunities to go wrestling in college. I think I'm leaning towards doing football in college. So that's okay. my plan. Okay. What places are you looking at? Um, I think it's down to Concordia and Hope right now. Okay. A couple of pretty good colleges. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm to, you play rugby as well, right? Yep. Okay. Is there, is there opportunities to go do that much? Mm-hmm. I know a lot, of, a lot of colleges don't have actual varsity rugby. It's, it's club teams. Clubs. And stuff, but. Yeah, I've talked to the Adrian rugby coach a couple times. Yeah, there's definitely opportunities to go do that in college. Mm-hmm. How much when you when you play rugby? How much do your friends not get what uh, understand rugby at all? So many people don't understand what's going on. Like there's the crazy scrums and 
Mm-hmm. Throwing people up in the air. Throwing people, yeah, losing people up in the air on the inbounds. And then you kick That's, a ball through like the goalpost. It, yep. it gets like a couple points, and then you even I'm still I don't really know what's happening. And you know, I've tried watching. I was, it's cool to watch just because you see like it's football without the pads. Literally, yeah. that's all that it is. Mm-hmm. So you see dudes just get lit up in a ball. You can't run, so you have to toss it after you get the ball. It, yeah, that's, that's a crazy sport. That's a really crazy sport. <laughs> I imagine it's got to help you with tackling, though. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's uh, another to, thing. To tackle people with no pads on. Yep. Yeah. Does it make you go like want to go harder, or does it make you just it's the same mentality as far as when you're playing football with the pads on? I... It honestly makes me want to go harder. Like, <laughs> yeah. I see the kid running with the ball without pads on, and I just want to give him a good stick. So, mm-hmm. Landon, what other sports do you play? Um, I currently don't play any other sports. I used to play soccer uh, okay. through sophomore year. Kind of just started leaning more towards wrestling because overall it's an individual sport. And I mm-hmm. kind of, just after disappointment and disappointment, got uh, sick of uh, depending on my team. So being an individual, knowing that I'm control of the out, like the outcome, I'm control of the outcome mm-hmm. more, I guess, and like what I do is like affects the outcome. Like if I work hard, then, or if I do a certain move, and it's me, it's not anybody else affecting how it happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just kind of lean toward more individual stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you guys when you were on the house? having family meals or anything like that do they have to kind of cook something special for you or do they they cater the what what's what's being made around the house for you or do you make your own stuff um during season i pretty much just make my own stuff this year uh (laughs) sometimes i'll make a big dinner or something and i'll just be like i'll just have eggs and toast tonight and or just something light go for there Mm -hmm. yeah i typically just make my own stuff yeah i used to have ramen a lot Just like the night before a match, I just have like a one of those little bricks of ramen. Oh, man. Oh, the cups. Huh? Hot, hot and spicy cup of noodles, bro. That was that's the way to go, dude. Hot yeah. and spicy cup of noodles. How about you? I mean, you don't have to watch your weight as closely and everything. Yeah, but man. You, like, you still need to kind of watch it. You can't just pick out or anything. So, um, honestly, I pick out as much as I want. <laughs> <laughs> My metabolism is just great for some reason, so I eat as much food as I want all the time. My brother, he has to cut down to 175. My other one was cutting down to 132 throughout the season. So they had to watch their weight a little, but there was always snacks around my house for me. So mm-hmm. whenever they were eating less, I would eat more still. So. Mm-hmm. Did you have to wrestle his brother at 132? No? No, my brother's a backup wrestler on. Oh, okay. Uh, before matches, what... Uh, as far as like getting yourself focused, what do you do to get yourself focused before matches? Because obviously there's a lot going on, and that has to be a way to get yourself in tune to the matches. So in between my matches, I'll go in the locker room because it's quieter in there, and yeah. I'll just chill in there with my buddies. And then when I'm warming up for the matches, I have my headphones on so I can't hear anything. And I'm you just got anything? Pl- you got anything playing on there? Yeah. What you got playing? A uh, bunch of rap music. Yeah. Like, I'm 27, man. I'm pretty sure I know it. What, it, what's one? What's one that you play the most uh, that gets you locked in? I listen to Eminem, "Lose okay. Yourself" a lot before my matches. Nice, nice. What about you? Do you, you have a, a routine or per se that gets you locked in and focused? I mean, I don't know. I 
don't really do much. I kind of, I do, I warm up before my matches, do some stance in motion, bounce and stuff. Uh, actually, my, one of the new assistant coaches, he's telling me to do sprints recently, and I feel like that helps me a lot because it gets my heart beat up, and it doesn't, like, it's not like a shock when I go into my match. My heart's already racing, and I'm ready to go. Um, I don't really listen to music. I just put my headgear on before my match, kind of just, like, tune out everybody. Is it is the way that you get ready like before see like during season and districts and regionals? Now you're heading to state. Is it gonna be the same or because because you hear a lot of people say they don't change anything no matter what the situation is. You guys are now you're heading to state. Is there any any changes per se or is it you're gonna try to keep it the same as if you're in in season? I'm gonna try to keep it consistent. Word. Yeah. Word. Mm-hmm. How much uh, for states? You kind of you know who you're gonna face in the first round. Or so, how much scouting do you do? I try to stay out of that. Um, yeah. Personally, it really helps eliminate the stress. I mean, sometimes it's kind of nice, like seeing who you have, so then you can prepare, just, watch some films, just like notice style. Yeah, style differences. I just overall trying to stay out of that can not get into that. Like, uh, I guess it's not really. I don't know. Just kind of like you get into that mentality where you're like oh I have this person and you're thinking about it all the time and you're stressing about it rather than just going into it with like a positive outlook I guess mm-hmm. so staying out of there helps me mm-hmm. how about you Sam do you, do, you, do you prepare specific ways for specific or at least come into a match knowing you know this guy likes to throw or this guy likes to shoot or you know this, he's got a really good angle pick whatever yeah I'll definitely change so my style of wrestling I like I go into there, see what they're gonna do, and then I work up into it. And if I see, if I know someone's a big thrower, I'll try to stay away from underhooks, overhooks, anything like that. If I know someone's gonna be fast on my legs, I'll try to sprawl out faster and like stay heavy on their head. Mm-hmm. Okay. What What are your guys' favorite favorite moves to hit? Maybe not the ones that you do all the time, but like what's What's ones that you've you've hit in the past and you've been like really satisfied after after that? So my sophomore year, I was huge on the bear hug. So I would just get double underhooks, bear hug people to their back. That's the move I was biggest on. Now I think I've used a chicken wing a lot to pin kids, just because it's super easy. You crank their shoulder up into their mm-hmm. ear. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then junior year, splaydle. I used to splaydle kids all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that probably would. I mean, the lighter weight classes. It seems like the cradles get used a lot more. Yeah, cradles. Um, I've really developed my wrestling style this year. It's completely different than most people are used to, and I feel like it's helpful. I like to be in like kind of hip to hip. I do a lot of stuff differently, but mm-hmm. um, the move that I really like, like you were asking, was uh, I've really been doing working on this uh, overhook where I pinch the tricep. And they get the underhook and then sweep, and it kind of puts them right to the mat. And I really like that. Or um, mm-hmm. I've been doing it a lot. The team team kind of goes crazy sometimes <laughs> when uh, I do a splaydle from the feet. So it's pretty cool. I can get in hips and rock it back. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's one of those ones that when you're when you're doing it, it people are like. What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, it's different. He's, he's like climbing on this guy. Yeah, and it's kind of it's kind of humiliating. So <laughs> it's kind of funny when you do it to some people, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I really like it. It's yeah, really kind of put my wrestling style together. Yeah, that I can depend on. Did both of you guys start wrestling from like a really young age? 
Um, I kind of like got into it around fourth grade, but didn't really fully get into it until fifth grade. So a lot later okay. than like if I were to go back, I'd want to start a lot younger. Yeah. But it's it's alright. Mm-hmm. Fourth, fifth grade is pretty young though. Like that's still. You started even earlier than that, I think, right? Really? Um. Yeah, I started. I think it was kindergarten or first grade. I've been doing wrestling for. What do you learn? Lo- <laughs> like, how do you? I, I will. Curiosity. How do? You, what do you learn like that young of an age? Like, like just to go down on like, because you're in kindergarten first. Uh, you learn all the you basics, wanna, so you just get that much more time to learn all the other stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And just get things down. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Growing up, it was just a lot of the basics. Um, we had a coach who made us run what he called sixers all the time. It was super hard practices for. Wait, you're in kindergarten. Age, wait, you're in kindergarten. Why we're so good right now? My senior class and junior class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started when I was a freshman in high school, because <laughs> I was the only kid in my high school who could make 98. <laughs> <laughs> so they, like, asked me to join the wrestling team, and I was like, okay. And then I got my butt kicked for two years before I became decent. <laughs> but Dang. I always did everything, I guess because, I, because of that, I did things weird. Like, I didn't approach things, I guess, the same, because I hadn't always done them like that. So I would, since I was left-handed, I would line up on the left-hand side for the, for the start of the second period, and you could just see the panic in people's eyes, because they'd never done a sit-out to the left. Yep. But that and I was 103-pounder who I'd do throws all the time. Like, <laughs> you, you, you didn't see that a whole lot, so it was, it was just weird. But, so, um, I don't know. You got to get, you got to get here, get going here to get to practice. So yeah, man, we get you out of here. So, but guys, thanks for coming on this week. Yeah, best of luck at states. I uh, love you, you guys old. and all your teammates. Yeah. yeah. All right, thanks again to Landon and Sam for joining us here in the Get Around Podcast studio, joining James and Jordan, that is. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for the conversation. Thanks for the candor. And uh, we will now move on to the Get Around Hall of Fame. As always, that interview and the Get Around Hall of Fame and the Get Around Podcast itself are brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's, two locations, Trevor City, Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's. Freaky. Yay. All right, get around Hall of Fame time. Uh, I'll get out with my nomination. I will go with Ellsworth's Patrick Roll, who uh, picked up the rarely seen in high school, anyway, uh, triple-double in a 101-42 to win over Allenson. So he helped his team score 101 points. And he wasn't even the leading scorer. Jacob Genuine had 39 points. But uh, I went with uh, Patrick because he had 34 points. He grabbed 11 rebounds, and he dished out 10 assists for the triple-double. He is my nominee this week for the Get Around Hall of Fame. And as I said before we started recording, he's going to be the one selected. And if you guys decide to team up against me uh, and and make that not the case, just know you're hurting Patrick and you're not hurting myself. <laughs> so, uh, James, your nomination? Uh, I'm going to put up Traverse City Central senior defenseman Elliot Vanderroost from hockey. Uh, defenseman, stayed at home the other night. Against Alpina, they, they ended up losing that game 3-2. to two. 
but he had 12 blocked shots in that game by himself. He has he's on the verge of 60. So that's almost that's one fifth of his total for the season in that one game. Pretty darn good. So, Quick math, James. I love it. Nailed it. That was awesome. Quick hey, math. Very good. Hey, hey next time we do math class in college. Next time we next time we do Jeopardy, I'll I'll get a math category <laughs> for us. So, exactly. All right, uh, Jordan, your nomination. Yeah, mine's uh, Evan ha- uh, Havercamp from McBain, who helped beat Glen Lake and snapped their 15-game winning streak. He dropped 24 points in that game. So mine is Evan Havercamp from McBain. All right, I'll start the voting, and I will go with uh, Ellsworth Patrick Prohl, who I uh, nominated for his triple-double. You guys, uh, what are your votes? I'm going with yours. I guess I will, too. Sweet. It worked. The intimidation worked. You guys bent to my whim. Perfect. (laughs) All right, congratulations to Ellsworth Patrick Prohl, not only for your triple-double and helping the Lancers score 100 points, uh, but also your induction into the Get Around Hall of Fame the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. Time for some happy endings uh, this week. Uh, i got to tell you, um, in terms of in sports this week and outside of sports this week, um, in sports, uh, I, I think what I'll, what I'll say uh, made, me, made me happy or at least um, have a little bit of faith was uh, the the camaraderie that we saw uh, in both the the Michigan State uh, women's basketball game and then of course in the in the men's basketball game on Saturday uh, after the horrific events uh, of the shooting last week uh, and the loss of, of lives and those still in critical con- condition uh, in the hospital after that um, I don't know if that made me happy but it was a it was a it was a wonderful thing to see especially. Uh, in such a competitive uh, environment that that is. The Michigan and Michigan State rivalry is, is very, very heated. Um, but that, that show of com- uh, brotherhood and sisterhood and camaraderie was uh, was very nice. So um, in sports, that was I'll, – I'll, I'll highlight that. I, I, have, I appreciate – I didn't watch the NBA All-Star game, and, and, and I'm happy that I didn't because apparently it was awful to watch. It was. I watched. That. I heard good things about, about the dunk contest. I heard the dunk contest was good, but I didn't watch that either. Yeah. yeah. The dunk contest was. Yeah. yeah. I was busy the what, playing on playing cards against humanity with some exactly. friends. Exactly. So. I think we we were fine, dude. Yeah. We were fine. We didn't miss it. <laughs> saw the highlights. <laughs> saw the highlights, bro. That's yeah. all that I wanted. To so, see. was there anything that, anything inside of sports that made you happy? Because the first thing you you said was that the, the game was awful. I don't know if that. No, I, no, I'm no, I'm no, I'm well, saying I'm happy that I didn't watch it. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I I forgot I forgot it was on on Sunday. <laughs> I didn't watch yeah, it, I, and then I logged into Twitter and I was like, oh well. I just good thing I didn't. I just watched the that whole draft. It was cool. It was it was new. They've never done that before. It was kind of new. It's very interesting. But that is not what made me happy. What made me happy was, oh, since we haven't been on. Since this taking place, uh, LeBron James is now the all-time leading scorer in NBA history. I don't know if we all know that. I'm sure we all aware of that. Um, that's, I don't know, we've but, never... but who's who, who's the new head who's the new head coach for Traverse City West football? Did we just do? Did, we just did this. Right yeah, now. we just did this. Wagner, James, yeah. James Wagner. 
Wag- his last name is Wagner. <laughs> his last name is Wagner. Oh, I'm th- I have to think of Mo Wagner. Wagner. There you go. Le- LeBron Wagner. James Wagner, baby. But yeah, yeah, it was cool. I we've ne- I've obviously not. I've never seen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar play, but I've been fortunate enough to see LeBron play from when he first started to now. It's it's kind of cool. Like it's something like you can tell your few like down the road. Like yeah, I, I remember where I was when I watched this. I was at home. Like I watched it when I was at home. So like that's cool. Like that's that's like a sports moment that if you watched it or if you were there, you're gonna remember that for the rest of your life. Like like to watch that live, like on T V, that's that's not gonna happen for, for that's never gonna happen again. Because he's still playing, so it's never gonna I don't see that record ever being broken anytime soon. Yeah. The first time you go cover a T C West football game we should, we should call him coach wagner and yeah. see, see what he, see <laughs> see what he says <laughs> Where's this, uh, yeah yeah see if he's cool laid back guy i think that's cool uh, it is cool i, I want to ask him, uh, i want to get his personality first before i go ahead and start like cracking jokes at the guy <laughs> i want to make sure he's like a he could take he, he's, he's a laid back guy you know you never know what type of coaching style he is mm-hmm. haven't met him yet all right. Uh, outside of sports, what made you happy? Anything, anything at all? That uh, more, more awful things that you're oh, glad you missed, mind. James? Anything like that? I, I got one that's that's funny. This is kind of like my uh, my recommended Twitter follow of the week, sort of. Uh, it would be uh, Death Star Public Relations. There's a okay. Twitter account that's like the PR firm, PR firm of the Death Star from Star Wars, and. Uh, one of their tweets this weekend was uh, breaking news: The Empire is planning to unveil a new policy as soon as this afternoon that only Death Star Blue subscribers would be able to get covers for their small thermal exhaust ports. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fine, Darth Vader is quoted as saying. Which is <laughs> just, just such epic trolling of Elon Musk that it's That's great. Good humor. Yeah. That's good humor. Yes, I appreciate that. Jordan, anything for you? Yeah, uh, so I got word last week that my buddy who lives in South Dakota is planning a visit the first or second week of April. So he's going to be coming up here for a few days and hanging out, basically watching me work while I watch him work. And yeah, I'm kind of excited for that. Like, my best, I basically live with the guy, so it's kind of cool, kind of excited for that, so. First week of April, first or second week of April, which falls under uh, girls soccer season right when it starts. So it should be cool. All right. And, and for me, it is, uh, you know, other things that are making me happy right now, uh, you know, not, not to get uh, too down, but it, it's few and far between. But the, the ones I, I can make sh- sure always make me happy or, or always count on would be my dogs. But also what else is making me happy is that the uh, third season of Ted Lasso, the premiere date, was announced. It will be March 15th, uh, and I am very, very excited about that. Uh, I just got my my Ted Lasso license plate, my vanity license plate, and uh, license plate frame that I just put on my car, uh, and uh, I'm excited about that. So, yeah, season three of Ted Lasso, right around the corner. Looking forward to the third and final season of uh, my favorite it, show ever. It's the last season, like the final season. Yep, third uh-huh. season is the last season. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I'm excited too. So I'm with you right. on that one. Well, hope hopefully uh, to our uh, lovely Audible viewers out there, there are things inside and outside of sports that are making you happy. 
hopefully one of those things is listening to this wonderful podcast every single week. We really appreciate it. Uh, and with that, we'll get to the close of the show as I thank both Jordan and James for another great episode of the Get Around Podcast. This was episode 242. We had some wonderful guests. Uh, the local sports jeopardy was great. I didn't have a heart attack uh, getting too upset about the Kingsley wrestling thing. And uh, I'm still here. You're all still here. It's uh, insane. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and with that, episode 242 of the Get Around Podcast is now in the books. Thank you.